Well, hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to talk about empaths and the difference between empaths and dark empaths and the uh, difference between uh, empaths and on the other side of the spectrum, sociopaths. And then we're going to talk about uh, what's called the dark triad. This is a dark triad of personality traits that would make. Uh, it's called the dark triad because there's three traits that make you uh, a malevolent person versus a good person, a benevolent person. Uh, and then at the end, I'm kind of trying to you know sort all this out because it gets very in the weeds, you guys. I'm not going to lie. This was my hardest episode to record because there's so much to chew on and there's so much nuance and there's so many different terms and terminology and trying to get the psychology correct. Uh, I have to admit this one was tough, boy, but I, I feel good about it. Um, I hope it makes sense to you. It makes sense to me, but I want you guys to think when you're thinking about this episode, um, we're trying to distinguish the difference between you know a good altruistic empath from a dark empath uh, and, 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 a, and a sociopath. And there are distinctions and differences there. So uh, try to follow along if you can. I know uh, this gets a little bit in the weeds there for a while, uh, but I tried my best to sort it out for you guys. And I, I hope you get something from this. This one was very, very complex and complicated, um, but we live in complex and complicated times. So sometimes, you know, in order to live in these uh, complex times, uh, we have to get into the weeds a little bit. So I hope that all makes sense to you. It makes sense to me. Um, but it was a good one. It was a fun one. It was a very thought-provoking one. My plane is broken, uh, but I really enjoyed recording this one for you guys. Uh, so grab yourself a drink. Grab yourself uh, your friend uh, and maybe a snack. Uh, get comfortable. This is a pretty long one, uh, but I think you're really going to enjoy it, especially you empaths out there. Really a lot of fun uh, to think about all these things and to try to make sense of it all. It's so, man, it's just so deep, you know. Uh, but I had a lot of fun recording it, and I hope you guys get something from it. So let's begin. Thank you. Well, hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Fry Comedy. And today I am going to try to tackle this uh, subject. I've been doing a lot of research. Uh, this here uh, topic is about uh, a few things. It, it's about uh, dark empaths. Uh, what are they and how are they different from regular empaths? And then uh, in order to understand that, we have to understand what's called the dark triad. Dark triad is a psychological term used in psychology. And, and it's basically... Um, Three characteristics that uh, make you have what's called a, um, you know, a dark triad. Uh, the dark triad is a phrase you'd unlikely uh, to have heard around the workplace, but it is one of the buzzwords in the word of world of psychology. And it refers to three distinct but related personality traits, narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. And so... It breaks it down here. Uh, narcissism comes from the Greek myth of Narcissus, a hunter who fell in love with his own reflection in a pool of water and drowned. Narcissistic people can be selfish, boastful, arrogant, lacking in empathy, and hypersensitive to criticism. And then Machiavellianism 
The word comes from the renowned 16th century Italian politician and diplomat Niccolo Machiavelli. He earned uh, notoriety when his 1513 book, The Prince, was interpreted as an endorsement of the dark arts of cunning and deceit in diplomacy. Traits associated with Machiavellianism, say that five times quickly, uh, the traits associated with Machiavellianism include duplicity, manipulation, self-interest, and a lack of both emotion and morality. So when we think of Machiavellians, uh, you'll hear that a lot in politics. Um, It's usually self-serving people, uh, people who know how to emotionally manipulate you, people who know how to gain an advantage over you. Um, They're resourceful. And that's kind of what what that's all about, is kind of a uh, self-interest, self-servingness. And then psychopathy, uh, traits... Personality traits associated with psychopathy include a lack of empathy or remorse, antisocial behavior, and being manipulative and volatile. It's important to note that there is a distinction between psychopathic traits and being a psychopath when it's commonly held association with criminal violence. And so what they're saying is you can have um, traits of psychopathy without being labeled a psychopath. Um, And that generally means that all these traits, kind of uh, what they have in common is that uh, usually uh, you're going to have a low level of empathy and uh, a high level of uh, aggressiveness or assertiveness. Uh, also, uh, you will have um, uh, sometimes a, 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 a kind of a, a pragmatic or, or low level of morality where uh, morality doesn't always fit in the picture. You might call that amorality, where uh, absence of morality. Some people think that uh, Donald Trump is that, where he uh, not only is Machiavellian, but he's also a narcissist and he's a psychopath. So he's he's a classic. Uh, you know, I'm certain, not trying to pick on anyone, but you know, that's just you know what it is. He's a modern day uh, psychopath. He's a modern day Machiavellian, uh, where he doesn't care about others. He doesn't care about. He he uses others. For his own uh, boastfulness, for his own, uh, you know, self-worth, to 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 sell himself and to uh, acquire what he wants. And for Donald Trump, he wants, you know, he wants uh, power, he wants uh, acceptance, but more than that, he wants to be loved and hailed as great. He wants more than just respect. He wants to be feared, and that is a very dangerous combo. Uh, so that's. Uh, uh, the dark triad. Uh, so when you're understanding uh, psychology, you have to understand as any empath, if you're an empath, uh, you have to understand what that dark triad is because um, usually there's a scale. Uh, the scale goes from empath, empathy, over to sociopath or sociopathy. And uh, you might sit somewhere on that scale from uh, maybe a light empath or maybe even a great empath. Or you might be uh, slightly on the other side where you might be slightly sociopathic or, 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 or very sociopathic where you don't seem to care about uh, how your uh, mood, how your uh, actions affect others. And empaths are usually uh, pretty, pretty uh, you guys know by now, uh, you've been, anyone who's been listening to the show, uh, that empaths are high, very high in um in compassion. Uh, usually they're introverted, but not always. 
uh, and they usually uh, there's there's two kinds of um, empathy, and I want to go over that with you. Uh, bear with me; I've got a million things here. Um, but uh, empathy comes in two flavors: cognitive and affective. They are independent of one another, but also often work in tandem. Cognitive empathy is the ability to see things from another's point of view. Affective empathy is the capacity to vibe with others' emotions. So cognitive empathy is stronger in narcissism, while affective empathy is weaker. Uh, And then it says here, psychopathy may serve the greater good in performance-demanding situations such as those faced by first responders, healthcare workers, soldiers, and other high-stake situations, emotions may fade away, opening up to cool, streamlined calculation, uh, and, and they call this adaptive psychopathy, which is a, a, a word uh, that, that talks about, you know, uh, in, it informs you that uh, you, you may have to pull away from your own emotions in order to get a task done. And uh, as a former soldier, as a former EMT, um, you know, uh, for a while there, when I was doing my research, I really thought, well, maybe I am a dark empath. Wow. You know, because, um, you know, I, I see that sometimes I can be assertive. Sometimes I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I crave, a, not attention, but I crave, uh, you know, respect. Uh, and, and, I, and so it, it, it's really difficult sometimes as an empath to wonder, well, maybe I'm a dark empath or maybe I'm not an empath at all, you know, because, uh, you know, oftentimes empaths, uh, they have an overwhelming emotional load. And um, when you're really trying to figure out what's going on, uh, you're not only feeling other people's uh, feelings, uh, you might sense other people's motives, uh, but you might may also uh, have a lot of mental health issues where you're dealing with um, sorting out your own feelings from other people's feelings. Uh, and so it gets really hard to figure out. And that's why, you know, I, I was reading all this stuff. I, I must have read 15 articles. And, um, you know, it's it, it gets really easy to start getting in the weeds of all the terminology. And so I, I'm just going to try to do my best to kind of sort out what I think is going on here. Um, so um, let's see here. Um, so... Here it says uh, the dark empath might be the most dangerous type of personality. Uh, It says here, um, when it comes to personality types and traits, I've gleaned two takeaways that run along a parallel path. First up is to be aware of the dark triad cluster of personality traits, Machiavellianism, psychopathy, and narcissism. Second is that empaths are the opposite of narcissists, and then they are healers, who absorb the emotions of others in a benevolent, loving way, rather than suck the life from everyone around them. So, you know, a, a psychic vampire might be a form of sociopath, where we are healers, uh, we try to give good into the world, we try to heal people and, and help people. Uh, oftentimes, uh, a, a dark empath uh, who mixes traits of the dark triad with an ability to understand others' emotions. And so what they're saying... Uh, and what I got from this is that because there's two kinds of uh, of of compassion or empathy, um, there's the effective 
uh, empathy, and then there's a cognitive. So what that means is, is that cognitive empathy is your intellectual ability to relate to others and their pain and suffering. And uh, so you could be uh, an empath or a dark empath, and you can relate to others' pain. But the difference between an empath and a dark empath is that the, the empath will uh, have effective empathy for the person where the dark empath may not, because that's the ability to actually relate. Uh, you're feeling their pain. You're feeling their suffering. And so just kind of understand that cognitive empathy is your intellectual ability to uh, relate and feel others' pain, uh, but you may not have a personal interest in it. You may not personally be affected by it. Uh, kind of like the difference between sympathy and empathy. You know, sympathy is your ability to relate to others, where empathy is uh, uh, having effective, uh, where you're affected personally by it. And so that's kind of what uh, I'm getting from all this, is that uh, empaths are always high in both, effective and cognitive empathy, whereas uh, dark empaths usually have some dark triad trait of narcissism, psychopathy, or uh, Machiavellianism, and they have cognitive uh, empathy, which allows them to get inside the mind of other people and get inside. So they feel your pain and suffering. They, they can, and oftentimes they can choose to uh to to relate to you and choose to empathize with you but oftentimes um it depends they they have the ability the intellectual ability to uh separate themselves from their own empathy of you so if they're uh you know and that's why uh you know in the case of like paramedics or, or doctors er doctors they would have to separate their personal sensitivities their personal feelings towards the patient uh, in order to get a calculated job done. And as an EMT, I can tell you that uh, I was very, very affected by uh, car accidents. I was very, very affected by uh, uh, people who were uh, going into uh, respiratory arrest. I've had to uh, save several lives in my life. Uh, uh, one was in the ER where a woman was uh, dying. I had to uh, rebreathe her with a rebreather one of those bags that you, you know, breathe for them uh, for several hours so that the family could come in uh, and say goodbye. And so I was there during the whole thing. And, and then eventually the nurse took over for me because she didn't want me to, because at that time I was actually in training. I hadn't even graduated from school yet. Um, but I was in the uh, unfortunate situation to have to um, help her breathe for her. Uh, and then uh, the, the nurse excused me so that she didn't have, I didn't have to watch her pass away. Um, it was very tough stuff. And that's why, <laughs> to be truthful with you guys, the reason why I'm no longer uh, 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 an EMT is because my empathy is too strong. Um, not only do we have a lot of empathy for people who are hurting and suffering, we can also feel their mental illness. We can also feel their uh, anxieties. We can, we can also sense their, their um, emotional pain, uh, their maybe they're losing grips with reality. And so you can feel that and almost you can go crazy yourself because you're allowing yourself to go down that rabbit hole of going where they're going. And so uh, as empaths, we've had to learn to uh, separate our feelings uh, uh, from their, from their, from what we're sensing from them. And so it's very difficult sometimes for empaths to um, function in a, 
what I call a sociopathic society. Uh, we live in a society that's the real world. And the real world isn't always uh, sunshine and rainbows. And so when there's things that we have to deal with that are uh, very uh, brutal or uh, very real, sometimes very calloused, uh, it, and it doesn't necessarily uh, just mean in uh, working with um, patients, uh, you know, in a medical capacity. You could be working at a store and you have people come in who are, uh, you know, maybe older, maybe are poorer or perhaps they have, uh, you know, physical or mental health problems. Uh, and you may deal with people who are mean and rude and, and cruel. Uh, you know, my wife deals with that a lot. And uh, as an empath herself. Uh, she has had to learn to um, function in the real world, even though she's feeling a great deal of empathy for people and she can feel other people's feelings. She has to know how to, you know, draw the line and cut the cord so that she doesn't end up going down that rabbit hole. And so uh, what I'm getting is that a lot of dark empaths uh, are uh, very much empaths in the sense that they have both kinds of empathy towards others. But unlike uh, empaths, dark empaths share some kind of dark triad trait, whether it be uh, psychopathy, which is a lack of remorse or lack of shame or lack of guilt or lack of uh, you know, feelings towards others. Uh, or it could be Machiavellian in the sense that uh, you see others as a uh, means to an end. So, for example, if I only saw you guys as a means for me to climb the, the ladder to become more successful, then yes, I would share that trade as well. But lucky for you guys, I don't. I see you guys as human beings. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've struggled with this. And I'm going to talk about that at the end, about uh, why I thought for a while maybe I was a dark empath and now why I know that I'm not. Um, but it's it's an interesting thing um and it's fascinating um and it's it gets real easy to just get into all this psychology and just um sort of get carried away with all the terms and you're trying to label yourself as this 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 and this and so uh, at the end of the day i'd like to kind of cleanse the palate and just keep things as simple as possible um so here I want to tell you another story about uh, being a dark empath. Uh, this one here kind of describes it as the most dangerous type of personality in the sense that you can be uh, have one of the traits of the dark triad, um, but also you can um, have some form of empathy, whether it's, like I said, affected uh, empathy or cognitive empathy. Usually it's cognitive empathy because that means that you can intellectually identify with others' uh, feelings, um, but not necessarily that you feel them also. And so people can, uh, Machiavellians can, can manipulate and use people uh, to their own agendas in that way. So if they have the ability, so unlike, say, a psychopath might try to use you, but they can't necessarily feel what you're feeling. They can't always get inside and push those buttons because they don't know what makes you tick. And so while um, uh, psychopaths and, and narcissists and uh, Machiavellians all share a, a sort of a self-serving trait, uh, at the end of the day, they don't have your empathy. They don't share your uh, empathy towards others. And so um, they can't get in 
to your brain, it's almost like there's a firewall. They can't get inside there and start playing with things. Whereas a dark empath uh, not only has one of those narcissistic, Machiavellian, psychopathic traits, or, or some form of all three, but they also share that cognitive empathy towards others, which means that they can feel and sense that you have some sensitivity or some uh, sense of righteousness or altruism or some sense of uh, pain and suffering. And so that once they uh, have figured you all out, um, they can play you like a Stradivarius. And so that's why uh, the dark empath is considered uh, the most dangerous personality type. Um, a lot of people uh, you know, say that Batman would be a dark empath, that soldiers are a dark empath, that EMTs and paramedics, um, ER doctors, police officers sometimes. Um, so it's anybody who has a sense of altruism and a desire to help people, but also who often uh, has to put their feelings aside in order to get something done. And so that's the thing, is that not all dark empaths are necessarily bad, just that they have the potential to be most uh, manipulative because unlike a psychopath or unlike a narcissist or unlike a Machiavellian, they can't get inside your brain uh, to feel what you're feeling and therefore they can't, they can screw with you, but they can't pretend to care about you. They can't pretend you, so you'll know they're coming. And that's the difference is that you'll know when a psychopath or a, a dark triad person is coming towards you because usually they're very extroverted and uh, they're very, uh, uh, they have some form of aggressiveness or assertiveness. Uh, oftentimes they might have some form of narcissism where they talk about themselves a lot or they hold themselves in high regard. And that's not to say that we shouldn't, you know, believe in ourselves, you know, and that's again, why I'll, at the end, I'll tell you why I, I don't think I, I, I know for a fact that I'm not a dark empath, but um, I don't share that trait. You know, I, I don't uh, feel like uh, I, I'm the, I use people. I, I don't want to use people. I don't want to hurt people. Um, but I have in the past had to shut down my uh, empathic feelings in order to get a very serious job done. And, and so maybe I was conditioned or trained uh, to be a dark empath but really I'm an actual empath and we'll go into that at the end. Um, so, so there's another, uh, article here I want to share with you guys and it's called, let me, let me find it here. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. how are you guys doing today? <laughs> I hope you're good. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying my Bigfoot episode. I, I know it's not for everybody, um, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm starting to get the sense that a lot of you guys are more into my empath paranormal stuff, maybe not as much the cryptids. Um, but I think a lot of you guys are here for the mental health stuff. And so, uh, welcome aboard, uh, if, if this is your first time. Uh, but, um, I, I kind of try to have a balance, you know, I try to do some paranormal shows and I try to do light shows and then I try to get into some more deep stuff. But, um, this one is very much about being an empath. And so if you are an empath or you're struggling with being an empath, uh, you're in the right place. Uh, let me find this here. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, so this one says, uh, here's why the dark empath myth needs to be debunked. Uh, someone, this is about narcissistic abuse recovery. And I'm going to go into this article a little bit. And, 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 and she believes that, um, that, 
Well, I'll just read some of this to you. Uh, the term dark empath has been lurking on the internet in recent months. It's a cons concerning trend that needs to be addressed, particularly when it comes to narcissistic abuse recovery. The dark empath term refers to the idea that some empaths are secretly narcissistic and that they are the most dangerous people of all. In other words, these kind-hearted people are actually sociopaths using cognitive empathy to meet their needs, kind of like what I was saying. At first glance, the concept might seem plausible. After all, all the most empathic and altruistic person feels frustrated from time to time. And if you, you've had uh, disturbing thoughts about the narcissist in your life, you might question your motives too. You might doubt if your intentions were ever truly positive. But dark empaths don't exist. And this myth is a dangerous one. It can cause unnecessary shame and self-loathing. It can even perpetuate faulty beliefs about narcissists and their true intentions. Let's dive deeper. What does it mean to be an empath? Empathy allows us to understand and relate to the emotions that other people experience. Empathic people are curious about others and they can readily see situations from another's perspective. <clears throat> Empathy is an essential ingredient in healthy relationships. It's what makes people feel safe and validated. People have varying degrees of empathy in fact, with practice and intention, you can learn to cultivate more empathy in your life. A true empath, however, has more than just empathy. They essentially take on the emotions of other people uh, ha as if they were their own. In other words, if you identify as an empath, when someone else is in pain, you are also in pain. If they're scared, you're scared. It's no secret that empaths feel emotions intensely. That's because they're constantly experiencing different feelings at different frequencies <clears throat> but they also can't just turn these emotions on and off people often tell empaths to stop caring so much but empaths cannot voluntarily choose how much they care about other people the caring is a part of who they are it's as automatic as anything else empaths desperately value human connection because this connection is so important they tend to be patient compassionate and good listening good at good at listening Many people gravitate towards them for their generosity. All, at times, however, empaths may also come across as fragile, sensitive, or needy. Because they feel emotions so profoundly, they may struggle with self-regulation and impulse control. Additionally, they might feel like they have no identity. Often they judge their worth by how well they give to other people. And then it says here, how do you know if you're an empath? Empaths are highly attuned to other people's emotions. As mentioned, this attunement extends beyond understanding emotions. True empaths embody what other people feel. In some cases, empaths even experience physical pain when someone they love is in pain. I experience that myself sometimes. Uh, here are some other ways to tell if you're an empath. You may experience intense emotions out of nowhere. You feel vibes, quote-unquote vibes, wherever you go, and you can always explain them. And you can't always explain them, excuse me. Uh, you feel incredibly overwhelmed with love for uh, animals. I feel that as well. You can't help but want to help other people. This is true. You are sensitive to any shift in someone else's energy. And that is so true, you guys. My wife can change energy. I sense it immediately. I sense it around people. <clears throat> you ever been around people and all of a sudden their energy change, changes and shifts and you're like, what I do? What I do? Do they know, you know, it's like some people, they only care so long and they only have 
30 seconds of time and then they cut you off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you naturally seem to calm other people down, even if you're not trying. Uh, you hate conflict and want to avoid it at all costs. You become overstimulated by noises or bright lights. Yes. You get overwhelmed when you have too many tasks. Sometimes, yes. Uh, not all empaths have every trait. However, a true empath will relate to most of these items. Moreover, it isn't just about having empathy with a single person. Empaths experience these tendencies in all situations. So then it goes on. <clears throat> Why do people believe in the dark empath theory? The dark empath theory emerges from the idea that some empaths rely on cognitive empathy to meet their needs. According to this theory, they use the same manipulation tactics that narcissists use on their victims. Their empathy, even if it seems incredibly legitimate, isn't genuine. Cognitive empathy refers to artificial empathy used to build connections or validate someone else. Many narcissists use this fine-tuned skill to function in everyday life. It allows them to get what they want while tricking their victims into thinking they care about them. Narcissists understand the benefits associated with empathy. <clears throat> they know that people will feel understood and appreciated. They also know that connecting to emotions is often a key to making loved ones feel safe. However, the lack of real empathy helps define narcissism. Narcissists don't switch between cognitive empathy and real empathy. They only act to serve their best interests. Uh, therefore, the dark empath theory isn't accurate. Empaths aren't being manipulative with their actions. Their empathy is part of who they are. And, in fact, many times people wish they could turn it off and on. Uh, yes, I wish I could turn mine off. <laughs> Can empaths fake empathy? We all fake emotion sometimes. For example, you can pretend to feel sad for your coworker if they get in trouble at work, even if you can't stand them. You can pretend to love your mother-in-law's tasteless lasagna. Faking emotions isn't necessarily a bad thing. We all depend on various social cues to connect with other people. Consequently, it isn't always appropriate to be brutally honest in all situations. So yeah, we oftentimes will fake empathy to spare people's feelings. Additionally, anyone can indeed use cognitive empathy. After all, many of us practice this skill in our lives. We, all, we want to make an important sale, so we think about what will compel our client to buy the product. We hope to make a good impression on our new neighbor, so we listen intently and empathize with their long-winded story. <clears throat> but true empathy isn't something you can fake. And true empaths have true empathy. It's what makes them an empath in the first place. So what you know they're saying is that you know if you can't be a dark empath because you can't fake empathy, you are you either have it or you don't. So, <clears throat> goes on, why the dark empath idea is so damaging. Let's be real. If you have been with a narcissist, you've already experienced an intense gauntlet of emotional abuse. You know what it feels like to be with someone who doesn't care about your needs or feelings. You also know what it feels like to already believe you're the constant problem. The dark empath idea can perpetuate gaslighting. Instead of focusing the attention on the narcissist, this theory blames empaths for doing something wrong. <clears throat> In a sense, it justifies narcissistic behavior as if the empath is the blame for the issue. Of course, this also happens when an empath already feels beaten down. By this time, their self-esteem is already compromised. Instead of 
the empath feeling empowered, they now have another reason to torment themselves. Are they really as empathic as they think they are? Are they really as loving and kind as they try to be? Or are they just as bad, if not worse, than the narcissist? Do only narcissists use cognitive empathy? No. As mentioned, anyone can use cognitive empathy. It isn't always wrong either. However, narcissists thrive on this type of empathy to manipulate the people in their life. It's how they keep loved ones hooked. Narcissists don't experience normal empathy for other people, unlike empaths. They don't comprehend anyone else's needs or feelings. Instead, they use cognitive empathy to foster a sense of learned helplessness. In other words, they aren't being compassionate for the sake of being compassionate. They're being compassionate because it gets them closer to what they want. Later, they may turn and exploit this against you. And then here it says, are empaths attracted to narcissists? There's a common belief that empaths are attracted to narcissists. It's as if someone's compassionate nature targets hostility and abuse. While it's true that empath-narcissist relationships are common, it's dangerous to assume that empaths inherently desire such awful behavior. This mindset essentially dooms empaths. It's as if they are destined to crave turmoil and chaos. Instead, it's usually the other way around. Narcissists want to fulfill their own emotional needs. They want someone who can comfort, validate, and affirm their wonderful selves. That's why they feel drawn to empaths. So, in other words, if you're an empath and you feel like there's a lot of toxic people in your life, uh, it, chances are it could just simply be because um, you're, you're a magnet. You attract narcissists and sociopaths. Uh, so it says, instead, <clears throat> it's usually the other way around. Narcissists want to fulfill their own emotional needs. They want someone who can afford that. Comfort, validate, and affirm their wonderful selves. That's why they feel drawn to empaths. At times, empaths are the only people who seemingly listen to them. Unfortunately, once the empath starts gaining insight into the problem, the narcissist engages in a vicious merry-go-round full of hoovering, love bombing, and hate bombing. These tactics are all designed to keep the empath closely contained and controlled. What if you're an empath suffering from narcissistic abuse? It's important to remember that this abuse isn't your fault. No matter what the narcissist tries to tell you, nobody deserves idle threats, confusing mind games, or physical pain. Don't blame yourself for not seeing the signs sooner. Don't delude yourself into thinking that you're a dark empath or that something is inherently wrong with you. Many narcissists are skilled in tricking people into believing they are the root of the problem. If you're an empath, it's easy to fall right into that, that, this faulty mindset. Narcissistic abuse is as insidious as it is devastating. Often, the abuse progresses over time. The end goal is always about fulfilling the narcissist's needs. It's never about your well-being or happiness, despite what they might try to tell you. Exiting the relationship is the best solution for ending this pain. So, that's, that's basically all you really have to know here. Um, this one... This particular article is probably written by a female empath who is trying to tell you guys that um, sometimes when you think of yourself as a dark empath instead of a regular empath, uh, what you're doing is you're um, changing the burden of guilt uh, to where instead of you, um, uh, because basically they're saying that, that you're an empath uh, and if you have these true feelings, um, you shouldn't feel, uh, you, you wouldn't feel uh, manipulative because you're not, as an empath, 
able to do that because your empathy is inherent. It's natural. And so what they're saying here is that a lot of people who, who think they're dark empaths, um, they, they may feel that way because uh, they, they have dark thoughts, you know. And so that's kind of what this is all about. Um, you, know, when we're, you know, let me just kind of uh, go back over everything and then I'll kind of summarize uh, why I thought I was a dark empath and why I know now that I'm not. Uh, but you have the scale of uh, empath to sociopath. That's the scale. And all of us, you know, exist somewhere on that line. Uh, myself, I'm way over here to the left uh, as, a, as a true empath. Um, but sometimes, uh, you know, we get feelings uh, of, of anger, frustration, hate. Sometimes we want, we get punitive. We want others to, to pay for what they've done to us. To, uh, pe- people who we don't like, people who uh, aren't good people. Maybe they don't have good moral values. Uh, sometimes we can trick ourselves into thinking we're uh, dark empaths uh, simply because uh, we have the ability to see both the cognitive and effective empathy of others. Um, and sometimes we have to choose whether or not we feel for those people or not. And so I think what, what a lot of people who are empaths are, are, are concerned about is that they think that they're emp- uh, dark empaths because they have a sense of uh, hate or anger or uh, punishment for others. And that must make them a dark empath because true empaths can only feel kindness and goodness for others. And, I, you know, and that's the thing. I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, just because we have empathy for others and just because we sense things very richly and strongly uh, doesn't mean um, that necessarily we are dark empaths, that we, you know, wanting to see bad people get punished, wanting to um, get exact revenge on others um, might have something to do with our emotional growth, our emotional maturity. Um, but being emotionally immature or being um, uh, emotionally damaged and, and wanting and seeking uh, of vengeance or, or e- equality or, or whatever you want to call it, to avenge, you know, it's kind of like we're not the revengers, we're the avengers, right? We don't prevenge, right? Anyway, it's a, <laughs> it's a, that's an Avengers uh, endgame uh, quote. I'm destroying uh, disastrously but the point is is that um in this world everybody falls on that spectrum of empath all the way over to sociopath or psychopath and sometimes these words are interchangeable um but it, it gets very easy to assume that because you're into dark things like me and my and rebecca we love horror movies we love ghosts and the paranormal we love getting into, you know, exorcism and demons. We love, you know, uh, wearing black clothing uh, sometimes. Uh, we love getting into true crime stuff. And so it gets very easy to think, well, I must be a dark empath because I've got a either a twisted sense of humor or I have a love and fascination for the macabre, right? Um, but that's not what this is here, you guys. Don't think because you love dark things that that gives, makes you a dark soul, Um Because there's a line there. Um, In order to be a dark empath, you have to have one 
of or all or some mixture of the three traits as a, of a dark triad. Okay, so that's that Machiavellianism, narcissism, or uh, psychopath, right? And, uh, and so think about every person, think about yourself, think about your place in this world. Uh, protecting yourself from others isn't automatically, uh, doesn't automatically make you a hateful person. You know, you have to know where to draw the line. That, you know, and I think that's where it gets very interesting with this whole dark empathy concept. Um, do I believe in dark empaths? Um, I don't know, because that, that article I read you guys uh, is very compelling. Oh, and let me, uh, I'm going to give, I'm going to cite that for you. Uh, because I read the whole article, I want you guys to have the whole uh, article, and I will put it in the description as well. Uh, here, let me find it. Do, 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 do. I'm so disorganized sometimes. Well, anyways, I will cite it. I will cite it in the description because I read the whole article, and it's a very good article. Um, but but the article talks about how um, the being a dark empath is a uh, is a fallacy, right? That it shifts the burden uh, from the narcissistic sociopath over to the victim or the empath, right? And so what she's saying is that because you have true empathy, because you really are empathetic, you are not faking it, uh, there's no way in which you could manipulate someone or detach yourself from that basic kindness and empathy, right? Um, and so I would like to think, you know, my view is this. Do I believe that dark empaths is a real thing? Um, I, I agree with that article uh, on the whole. I really do. Um, so I do believe that she's got a very uh, strong point uh, when specifically you're talking about uh, narcissistic sociopaths and their um, their ability to damage emotional empaths. Um, in that context, I believe that she's absolutely right. Um, but what I would say is that I still believe that a dark empath exists uh, because I do believe that you have that some empaths have the ability to feel and sense others' empathy uh, depending on their mood. And then uh, say they get into another mood or they're angry or they're frustrated or they're impatient or they're just in a bad place mentally or whatever. They have the ability to be uh, sociopathic. And so, uh, you know, I said in the beginning that it's, it gets really easy to get bogged down by all this terminology. And it gets really easy to um, sort of uh, try to see where you fit in. You're, you know, there's a million tests online to see where you fit into the, the, the dark triad or the empath test, there's an empath scale. Um, I would suggest Googling. There's also what's called the dark triad versus the light triad. And the light triad has a, uh, a, a list of qualities that make you uh, 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 an altruistic person versus a malevolent person. And, it, you know, and, and that's the thing. No one's truly evil and no one's truly just all good. Uh, we're a mixture. But most people, most regular human beings, uh, you know, live somewhere on the spectrum of, 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 of empathy and shame and guilt 
uh, and, and a desire to help others, um, and then having to protect themselves from psychic vampires and sociopaths and narcissists and abusers. Um, and so the way I want you guys to think about this, really, is, um, you know, try not to get too bogged down on what you are. Um, if you want to say you're an empath, hey, there is nothing wrong with that. I call myself an empath because I know it to be true. Um, but that word, uh, you know, anytime you assign words to anything, um, it's like a good uh, ex example is that back in the day, I used to uh, assign myself the word liberal because I'm more politically progressive, right? Uh, and so what I would do is I would go online on Facebook, yeah, real healthy, uh, and you would get into it with these conservatives. And anytime you say to someone, I'm a Democrat, or I'm a socialist, or I'm a progressive, anytime you label yourself, uh, you are going to go, you're, someone is going to attack you, some narcissist or sociopath, or just mean spirited bastard, never mind the psychology. Uh, is going to use that against you because you've labeled yourself. Whenever you label yourself, you're putting yourself in a box, right? And so there's nothing wrong with labeling yourself as an empath or labeling yourself as a, a kind-hearted person or whatever, um, but nobody is truly always altruistic and nobody is truly always harmful, right? Even Donald Trump on his worst days uh, yes, he can be a psychopath, and yes, he does not care about people, and that's why he leans heavily into the dark triad of traits, um, but that doesn't mean that he's incapable of kindness all the time, right? He, he'll do nice things to people he likes. He'll do nice things for uh, people that do him favors, but he doesn't show a sense of loyalty to those people, and he doesn't show a sense of compassion for those people. It doesn't mean that he doesn't get in his... You know, I, I often studied Donald Trump when uh, the last four years. And what I noticed is that, yes, he is capable of being charming sometimes. He is capable sometimes of being kind. But at his best, he was oddly whimsical, you know, quote unquote. That's the, the best I can give him in terms of being a kind and caring person is that every once in a while he would get into kind of a whimsical, silly mood. And that would make him feel almost compassionate, almost charming. Um, but then at the end of the day, when you when you take into account all of his other traits and his mood swings and, and his aggressive temper and his uh, desire for violence, uh, you realize that just because a person uh, has the capacity to charm or the capacity to um, be happy or be whimsical uh, doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't a psychopath. Um, conversely... Uh, just because you are a strong, caring, kind person uh, doesn't mean that you're not going to have times where you downright <laughs> picture you want to kill some motherfucker. You know what I mean? So so don't think for a second just because you have uh, a, a, a fondness for spooky things or a fondness for the dark side, uh, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily a dark empath. It just means that you're an empath uh, that happens to like, uh, you know, uh, the spooky side of life. That's a lot different than if you're uh, a dark empath, because the dark empath says that you're an empath, but you, you manipulate others because 
you can get inside their brain and you can manipulate their brain in such a way to get what you want from them. And usually you're more extroverted, more aggressive, and usually uh, like in the business world, uh, you have leanings towards psychopathy and Machiavellianism because you have to have that cunningness in order to be a savvy business person. And so so um, that kind of goes into what I uh, have coined the term. Uh, I, I'm thinking about writing a book, but I'm not sure yet about the world is a sociopath. Um, and, and it is. And, and that's, you know, in comedy and in life, you have to generalize sometimes to make a point. So that doesn't mean that everything and everyone is a sociopath. What It's just a generalization of the fact that in order to live in the real world, you have to have some dark traits. You have to, you are a human being. There is no such thing as a perfect person. And so the difference is, is that a, a, psych, a, a, a dark empath would have to have traits that are uh, in line with a psychopath or a narcissist or a Machiavellian. And that is to manipulate people. So I look at it like this. I was a soldier. There, if I had allowed myself to be an empath that whole time, I would have gotten eaten up alive. And so I had to shelf that more sensitive side of me. I almost developed uh, a rough exterior just to deal with the hardships of the life that I was living. And, uh, and so as I got older... Um, as you get older, you become more vulnerable because you, um, your health declines a little, your age, your strength declines, but you also grow up and you grow more mature and you grow more emotionally intelligent. And so at the end of the day, um, I believe that uh, growing and growing up allows you to feel more empathy towards others uh, because you sent, not only do you want others to treat you as you want to be treated, uh, but at the end of the day, as you get older, um, you begin to understand that life is not going to last forever. And so you actually will become a stronger empath. You will become more emotionally pure as you grow up and grow more uh, altruistic because you realize how short life is. And so you might dedicate yourself to a mission, like myself, uh, of being more empathetic, of being more kind, of trying to make the world more kind. And so at the end of the day, um, whatever you want to call yourself, that's fine. But try to remember that in order to be a dark empath, you have to be somewhat of a Machiavellian, somewhat of a psychopath, or somewhat of a narcissist. And so that leads me to uh, the end of my show where, um, you know, as I was reading all this, I was like, oh, no, I might be a dark empath. Um, and the reason why I thought that is because, you know, it talks about narcissism and ego and uh, how you want others to value your worth. Well, the thing of it is, you guys, is that um, my worth, of course, I want people to value my worth. So that doesn't automatically make me a sociopath or make me a narcissist. It just means that I want people to value me for me, not value me for what they can get out of me, right? And so I had to dispel with this idea that just because um, <clears throat> uh, I, I sometimes had to put my uh, sensitivities aside to, to deal with the task at hand, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that I was a dark empath. Um, uh, and, and having ego, um, <clears throat> in order to run a podcast, in order to be a public figure, um, you have to have a little bit of self-confidence. And so I thought, well, gosh, I hope I'm not coming off like a narcissist because the truth is, you guys, is I try very, very hard to be not that. I try very hard to show you guys that uh, I don't get a big head about who I am or what my position is. I am not a celebrity. I am not a, a, an important person, uh, really, uh, in the grand scheme of life. But, um, of course, I want to be valued. Of course, I want to be liked. Of course, I want to be respected for my for my mind and for my personality and for my, you know, better traits. Um, so, so, so I really thought long and hard about it. And I was like, well, gosh, you know, I don't know, you know, but um, yeah, because I think when you study the dark triad uh, uh, traits, narcissism, am I a narcissist? No, no, I'm not. Um, wanting to look good, uh, wanting to do your hair, wanting to do makeup. Rebecca is probably the least like narcissistic person in the world. And yet she's obsessed with makeup and she's obsessed with, you know, trying new colors and, you know, that doesn't make her a narcissist. Uh, conversely, like with me, um, I like looking good. I like to exercise and run. I like to work out. Um, but I don't have a big head about it. I'm not trying to have a perfect body. I'm simply trying to feel good. And so, um, I think we empaths have to get it out of our head that just because we might share uh, traits that are less than altruistic, uh, that somehow that makes us either an imperfect uh, empath or a dark empath. You know, uh, it's okay to be uh, an imperfect person. It's okay to be uh, an imperfect uh, empath. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking about the girl who went off on me a couple months ago uh, because I was in a bad mood and I was having a really bad depressive uh, funk. And I told everybody on Facebook about it. And I was like, and she went off on me. I mean, literally without provocation. And, um, and she, she uh, claims to be an empath. And I've, I've talked about her in previous episodes. And I've also talked in previous episodes how not everybody who thinks they're an empath is an empath. Um, but there's no harm in thinking you're an empath if you think you're an empath. Um, all I'm saying, though, is in, in the case with this particular uh, woman, uh, I do believe that she is a true dark empath because uh, she uh, has all the traits of narcissism, of self-importance, of uh, business cunning, uh, and, 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 and she can get inside of your mind and she can relate to you and she can laugh with you and cry with you. She can be a shoulder to cry on. Um, but as soon as you no longer uh, uh, serve her interest for whatever reason, you may not even know you're doing it to her. She can turn on you. And I think that's what happened there. I think that she is an empath because I, at first I thought she wasn't an empath at all. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, no, She's a dark empath. And the reason I think that is because she's really good at business. Uh, she, she's very cunning. Uh, and she can use and manipulate people to her own uh, needs. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you um, lack empathy. Um, it, it just means that you can... Uh, because the difference between an, a dark empath and a sociopath is that empaths can't, can identify 
empathy, uh, cognitive empathy, whereas a sociopath cannot. And so there's a lot of gray area there. Some people believe that dark empaths are a real thing. Some people think that it isn't real. Uh, this woman coming from uh, the perspective of a sociopathic narcissist or narcissistic abuse has a very strong point that, um, that you may, uh, if you're being victimized by a narcissist, uh, you may think that because you want revenge or you want justice, that you're a dark empath. Um, and, and she makes a very valid point that it kind of turns the burden, burden onto you, the empath, to, to, to be the victim, that somehow you uh, made them hurt you. You know what I mean? And so, so I believe in the, that specific uh, uh, category of narcissistic abuse, uh, she makes a very valid point that dark empaths aren't a real thing in the sense that uh, it, it sort of it shifts the burden onto the empath or the, the person that's being abused. Um, but in general, if you look at uh, the world today, we live in a very, very complex world. Um, and we have to sometimes be what's called uh, emotional chameleons. Um, we have to pretend to be, hey, we have to behave ourselves. We have to be nice uh, sometimes when we're not always feeling that way. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a dark empath or that you lack compassion. Sometimes it just means that you're in a bad mood. Sometimes maybe you're feeling uh, a little spry or immature. So maybe you just, you know, maybe you want to see some people get busted because they're jerks, you know, that doesn't mean that you're dark or that you are some kind of sociopath. It just means that maybe you have a strong sense of justice towards uh, people who aren't getting justice. And so um, I would just say uh, that when you're thinking about all this, think about uh, the dark triad, narcissism, Machiavellianism, uh, and psychopathy. All those traits are necessary in the world of business. Um, that's what I like about being this podcaster is that while I could, uh, think of every single way to manipulate you guys to, to like me, uh, <laughs> I, my, my motives are pretty pure and I, I sleep pretty well at night knowing, uh, that I actually care about you guys. Um, but sometimes when people are talking too long or sometimes when people are going on too long or sometimes when people are being a little self-centered uh it gets you know people talking your ear off and you getting bored or getting impatient doesn't naturally make you a bad person or a dark empath it simply means that there's a line to be drawn of where uh you helping others and helping yourself uh there's a line to be drawn there you know so just you know when thinking about all this you guys um try not to get too bogged down in the uh, categorization of yourself and others, um, it's fairly easy to identify a psychopath or a narcissist or a Machiavellian. Um, like I said, they lack empathy. Uh, even though they might be able to pretend to have empathy, at the end of the day, ask yourselves, have they ever shown any true, genuine concern for others? If they haven't, chances are, they're probably a narcissist or sociopath. If, if they're a dark empath, chances are they have a, a rich emotional world. They may um, cry for themselves. They may cry for others. Um, but oftentimes, 
um, maybe they they just don't want to feel empathy for others. In other words, they've been so hurt by the world, by others for so long that they have uh, shut down that empathy towards others because they feel the rage and the anger and the frustration of, of, of what others have done to them. And so maybe they've shut down that empath, empathetic side to them and therefore uh, may come across as narcissists or sociopaths when really what they are is very emotionally um, caring and loving people. They could be empaths and they've just been very hurt. And so, uh, you know, I would just leave you with that. Um, not all empaths are dark empaths simply because uh, they have a dark side. You have to be a narcissist or a psychopath or a Machiavellian where you're using and manipulating people for your own advancement, be damned other people's emotions. Okay. So that's really what I have today about it. Um, I want to say that um, I am not a trained psychologist, you guys. So please, 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 please. If you're having mental health problems, if you're having uh, suicidal uh, thoughts, if you're having aggressive tendencies, please, please seek professional help. I am not a source of professional help. What I am is a source of empath help. I want empaths. I want insensitive people, hypersensitives, people who are energetically or emotionally sensitive or caring <clears throat> to feel like they have a home. And I want you guys to um, understand that just because you may have a desire for revenge or desire to hurt others uh, doesn't make you a sociopath in and of itself. It depends on the circumstances. If you have empathy for others, you cannot be a sociopath. You might be a dark empath, though, but it really depends. It depends on whether or not uh, you have effective uh, empathy or not. So you can have, uh, sociopaths can have cognitive empathy, but they cannot have effective empathy and that's because effective empathy <clears throat> is the ability to actually feel pain and suffering for others um, they may understand it intellectually but they don't sense it they don't feel about it feel it and they don't care about it the way an empath would and so that's what this is all about um, <clears throat> in this world uh, it's a tough world out there you guys uh, there are going to be, you will find, textbook cases of sociopaths, uh, narcissists, Machiavellians who are, you know, trying to climb the corporate ladder or perhaps trying to climb the uh, social media ladder or trying to climb uh, the, uh, the creative content ladder like myself. Um, I, every day, try so very hard to make sure that you guys see the real me. Um, it doesn't mean I don't get into bad moods. It doesn't mean that I have uh, a perfect soul. Um, there's been times in my life where I've wanted others to suffer. There are times where I've said things like, I want to kick that person's ass. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not an empath. It just means that sometimes you're just human. You just, sometimes you just want people to hurt the way you've been hurt. Sometimes you just want justice. Um, it's not always about revenge. Sometimes it's just you want an equal amount of justice. But most real empaths have a very rich emotional life. 
and they take on the feelings of others and oftentimes they process those feelings as guilt <clears throat> or shame and so all i would say to you guys if you're an empath or you think you're an empath or you think you're a dark empath um it's quite all right um just know that at the end of the day what this is all about is trying to um figure out who the bad psychopaths are out there so we can avoid them uh we do not need this country ruled by psychopaths and sociopaths we do not want the world and our policies to be shaped by people who don't have basic concern and caring for others and so when you see policies when you see law enforcement that uh disregard others personal safety or disregard others uh personal comfort or happiness or emotional uh happiness or growth um <clears throat> you're tippy-toeing into that sociopathic category and so when i go off on you know certain uh you know pol politicians or uh, certain news channels <laughs> uh <clears throat> i'm not trying to hurt people i'm tr simply trying to say there are certain unsustainable uh practices going on out there that if everybody were like that the world would uh be ruled by chaos you know what i'm saying like if everybody was a hunter like uh you know joe rogan no no not trying to pick on joe or ted nugent or somebody yeah it's okay to be a hunter in and of itself it may mean you lack empathy for animals it may mean that you don't understand that animal's uh right to exist um but it doesn't necessarily mean you're a, a sociopath uh it could just mean that you grew up in that culture and you've you've grown accustomed to it as a chef i've grown accustomed to um fabricating meat um <clears throat> but it doesn't make it any easier for me uh you know it's i still hurt over those animals i still hurt over their loss and and so i try to respect the food that i consume i try to respect uh the animals that are that are sacrificed for our survival um but someday if i ever feel too strongly about it um i might become a vegan because it does bother me it really does um but being a, an empath being a, a dark empath uh, you have to have some form of empathy uh, but dark empaths yeah there's a case to be made for and against it um but i uh this this particular woman uh, strongly believes that dark empaths uh can't exist because you uh, naturally have empathy for others so how could you possibly uh use others manipulate others uh and that's a good point uh but then when i read this other article by psychology uh, magazines um they believe that that uh you know dark empaths can exist because because we live in a very complex very sophisticated world and so we our psychology becomes very sophisticated as a result of all this nuance of you know because we have to compartmentalize everything and so if you're an, you know maybe you're an empath and maybe you work in uh, healthcare and there's a part of you that cares too deeply about these people and so maybe a part of you has to put some of that off um that doesn't necessarily mean you're a dark empath it just might mean that you have to compartmentalize and so I would just say where to draw that line between an empath and a dark empath is that probably a dark empath uh would um 
have some narcissistic or Machiavellian uh, pursuit for their own uh, needs over the needs of others. Whereas a regular empath uh, may feel like they're a dark empath because they have to compartmentalize the darker parts of their psyche or they have to put away their empathy in order to get a job done like a EMT or like a, a you know, a, a firefighter or a, a soldier. I was a soldier and an EMT. And so, yes, I had to compartmentalize uh, the part of me that, that cared too much uh, with the part of me that had to get a job done. And so, yeah, for a while there, I really did think I was a dark empath. But uh, now I know uh, I can't possibly be a dark empath because um, <clears throat> I, uh, I don't like manipulating people. Um, I like to help people and I like to um, sort of grow my empath tribe. And that you could say is trying to, uh, uh, you know, collect other people for your own pursuits. Um, But I truly believe that my pursuits are fairly altruistic in the sense that I don't get paid yet for this podcast. And maybe I will someday and maybe someday I'll achieve success And you may say, well, you know, I had to achieve success on the backs of my listeners. Um, But the truth is, is that I do care about you guys. I wouldn't give you bad advice and I wouldn't use you guys. And just because um, I may not emotionally be able to handle some of your emotional baggage on occasion, no offense, (laughs) and you with mine, (laughs) doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad person or a sociopath or a dark empath. It may just mean that... We live in a very, 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 very sophisticated time to be alive. And so psychologists are trying to figure out what an empath is and what a sociopath is and what the dark triad is. And then and then so I really when you're thinking about this, uh, that's what you have to think about is the, the, the dark triad. So narcissist, psychopath and Machiavellians, self serving. Uh, understand empathy, but don't always feel that empathy for you. Whereas empaths, super caring, super emotional, uh, take on the emotions of others, uh, but can also become very highly aggravated and emotional uh, because they feel so richly. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person or a sociopath or a dark empath, unless you lack empathy. And so that's where the distinction is made is that a dark empaths can intellectually understand empathy, but they don't always feel it for you. <clears throat> and, but, like I said, we live in a very sophisticated times, and so we have to compartmentalize the, the part of us that cares with the part of us that has to self-care. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just you know, be good to yourself. Be good to others. Try not to get caught up in the weeds too much about what you are and what you aren't, what others are. If you uh, can identify yourself as an empath, that's great. If you think you're a dark empath, that's okay too. Um, maybe what this world requires is the ability to, to tippy-toe in the dark triad traits, but not get too caught up in there. Because, like I said, business and success requires a certain amount of self-promotion, certain amount of... Uh, you know, thinking about yourself, there's a certain amount of ego, a certain amount of narcissism, a certain amount of, amount of uh, using others to your end, uh, just so long as you're not hurting others. And so maybe what this world requires is, is for empaths and compassionate people to be able to go into that 
air arena um, in order to get business done, or at least to compartmentalize uh, their uh, hypersensitivity from their uh, more mechanical uh, getting things done needs. Uh, and you know what I mean? Am, am I confusing anyone? <laughs> I'm confusing myself. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying that, um, it, 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 you know, knowing where that distinction is, uh, dark empaths uh, can f cognitively understand it, but they don't necessarily feel it. Um, and so you may be a dark empath. You may be an empath. You may be uh, a sociopath, but you don't want to be a sociopath. And so that's the learning lesson here, you guys, is that when you label yourself, uh, oftentimes you're restricting yourself and confining yourself to those definitions. And so all I would say is that if you think you're a psychopath, or you think you're a sociopath, or you think you're a dark empath, but you don't want to hurt people, well, that's good. That's good. Um, being honest with yourself is good. And so, you know, challenge yourself. Challenge what you are. Reassess who you think you are. Maybe the modern world requires dark empaths because the world is so complex and the world is so dark that maybe we have to take on a certain amount of darkness uh, to, get it, to get through it, you know. So... That's what I have today, you guys. Um, it's a it's a tricky tricky business, man. Psychology is tricky business, and like I said, I am not a psychologist, so please uh, spare me <laughs> the hate mail. Uh, I'm only trying to uh, break this down for empaths and for uh, people to understand. Uh, you know, I'm not a trained psychologist. I'm simply an empath and a caring person who wants uh, clarity and inclusion and a lack of judgment and a lack of harshness in this world for all people. That's what it's all about. So um, that's what I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, try not to get too in the weeds, but be very honest with yourself and, and try to assess, do you have cognitive empathy? Do you, or do you have, uh, you know, effective empathy because if you have effective empathy you cannot be in this in the uh, dark triad you are not a sociopath if you have if you can feel and relate to the pain and suffering of others no matter who they are uh, you cannot be a sociopath you may have sociopathic ten tendencies and that's the thing about this you guys um, I don't think all sociopaths are always pure evil and I don't think all uh, empaths are always purely altruistic we live in a world full of uh, nuance and complexities and so it's about identifying what others are it's about identifying what you think you are and it's about trying to find a happy balance it's about trying to compartmentalize your life and your feelings in a way that's healthy and it's about you know at the end of the day uh you know having the uh emotional maturity to get through this life um having the thickness of skin to get through this life, uh, but without it making you uh, harsh or calloused or cruel. Uh, that's what it's all about, finding that middle ground. Because I don't think anybody can be just one thing. I think we're a mixture of things. And we have a tendency to go back and forth and we, we tippy-toe uh, you know, from empathy to uh, sociopathy and we, we, we tippy-toe in uh, narcissistic pursuits. Um, but that just because you want to believe in yourself, just because you want to look good, uh, doesn't necessarily mean that um, you don't also feel empathy for others. So try to know that <clears throat> all of this is fluid. It's very fluid. 
Um, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> usually you have the main, you're, you're usually somewhere on that scale and you have main traits and then you'll have a subset of traits like Donald Trump. Donald Trump is mostly a sociopath, mostly a narcissist, and mostly Machiavellian with a little bit of whimsy. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about it, you know, because that's what it is. Um, you, you could be a mostly caring, mostly loving person, but then have, you know, a love of, uh, you know, horror movies. And then people might say, well, how can you, you know, be such a loving, caring person and, and be able to deal with all that dark stuff? Well, because you have empathy. Do you have empathy for the bad guy or do you have empathy for the good guy or do you have empathy for both? Um, like I said, it's it just, you know, everything is fluid. You're, you're constantly uh, <clears throat> a mixture of, of all these things. And so if you heavily lean empathic, that's great. Um, just be careful in this world because it will try to eat you alive. And if you think you might lean a little more sociopathic, um, Try not to hurt others. It doesn't mean that you're a serial killer. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. And if you know that you're a sociopath and you want to do something about it, hey, right there, you have shown empathy. So good for you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I could talk about it all day. And I hope I didn't get too confusing. Um, it's just a very complex subject, you guys. Uh, it's a very, very, very uh, weird and technical and complex subject. Uh, but whatever you think you are, um, be that, but always try to strive to be better uh, than the day before. And uh, that's what it's all about. It's about learning. It's about growing. It's about emotional growth. It's about um, knowing yourself. It's about knowing others and knowing how to protect yourself and knowing how to compartmentalize uh, during the right times. Uh, so it doesn't matter where you see yourself, just so long as you see yourself correctly and you see the world correctly. Um, because, you know, if you'd start deluding yourself and start deluding yourself about people, you think all people are good and then you start getting hurt by people. Well, maybe you, uh, you know, tippy toed in that delusional category for a time. Um, we all have to delude ourselves to a certain extent. It does not mean we're stupid. It does not mean we're naive and it doesn't always mean we're immature either. It just means that sometimes we need we absolutely need to see that the world is a good place. And so it's not that the world isn't a good place. It just depends on where you look, you guys. And so what this is all about is trying to get people to see uh, the good sides to life. Um, there's a lot of bad shit out there. Um, and you not liking it doesn't make you a sociopath. It just means you're human. So that's what I have today. Thank you. This is my second one uh of the week. This is my last one. I've got two uh, more episodes for you guys next week. Uh, and that'll be my uh, season one wrap up. And then I'm going to go on vacation for uh, probably two months. And I'll come back after Halloween, my favorite holiday of the whole year. Uh, and we'll, we'll get on to season two. And in the, in the meantime, I'll be on social media at Chef Bry Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy. And uh, guys, we, I love you. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, yesterday, I, I reached another uh, uh, achievement. I, I reached uh, 750 downloads. It may not sound like much if you follow the, uh, the YouTube world, but in podcast world, that is more than average. That is better than average. So guys, thank you so very much. I love you guys so very much. And I want this to become a world of inclusionism, of equality, of uh 
simply, <clears throat> you know, showing the proper amount of respect uh, to an emotional growth and, and love and kindness towards each other. Um, but just be careful, guys, because there's people out there who are going to the dark side and they're uh, slowly growing into psychopaths. They're slowly growing into serial killers. They're slowly growing into lone wolves and uh, incel terrorists. <laughs> and it's scary. It's down, downright scary. But just because you have bad thoughts doesn't mean you're necessarily a bad person. Uh, you know, like I said, energy is intention. And if your intention is to do good, or at least to identify what's wrong uh, in yourself or others, um, that doesn't, that means that there is hope, you guys. So anyways, I will see you next time. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's been a wonderful week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed my Bigfoot episode. I know that not everybody is into cryptids. Um, there's going to be a, a fairly equal balance of uh, paranormal and empath stuff and mental health stuff. I try to strike a balance there for you guys. Um, but I am here for your needs. I am not a trained professional, but I can talk with you on social media if you want. Um, but if you need professional help, please, please, please don't hesitate to get it, you guys. There is no shame in that. Uh, but don't come to me for uh, professional help. Simply come to me uh, to talk about these uh, subjects. Uh, I have no problem sharing my thoughts and beliefs and values with you guys. Uh it takes a long time to grow up, man. It really, truly does. And uh, now that I'm here, I want to maximize every second of every day. And so uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I've said quite enough. Uh, my voice is hoarse. It's time for some iced coffee. I will see you next week. I love you. Thank you so very much. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.